Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, July 22nd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Rocket League is going free to play and sort of leaving Steam behind. We will definitely learn more about Halo Infinite's campaign tomorrow, as well as some kind of new Square Enix action game thing. Mafia Definitive Edition is a more substantial remake than we realized, and you can now play and create in VR in dreams. Rocket League is moving to Epic Games Store and going free-to-play. Rocket League, the car-slash-soccer mashup game, that sounds kind of crazy until you start playing it, then you realize it's been like six hours, has always been a premium game. You pay an upfront fee, you own the game, and as long as you have your affairs in order related to the internet, you're good to play. That's all changing a bit soon, as the game is moving over to Epic Game Store and is going free-to-play, the latter of which honestly feels like a natural and, frankly, welcome evolution of the game. Tyler Wilde reported on Rocket League's new model for PC Gamer and wrote, Don't panic. If you own Rocket League on Steam, you'll be able to keep playing it on Steam after it goes free-to-play later this summer. However, new PC players will have to pick up their copy from the Epic Games Store. The Steam version will get full support for future updates and features, says Psyonix, and you'll still be able to do all the things you could do before, like buy items or the Rocket Pass. And just as you can currently play with console players, you'll be able to party up with and compete against those who have the Epic Games Store version of Rocket League. Psyonix is also adding support for cross-platform inventories and progression, if you link an Epic account, and that'll come along with this update. That story is linked in the show notes. Certainly not all, but a lot of Rocket League's success can actually be attributed to the game being made available as a free PlayStation Plus game right as it released. It allowed a lot of new folks to give the game a shot when, you know, normally maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. And it's one of those games that really only takes a match or two to really understand why it's special. For that reason, I am actually kind of surprised it has taken this long for the game to go free-to-play. I think it really will expand the player base and help the game continue to grow. I am not a big Rocket League guy, but I do wonder if long-term fans are satisfied with the bonuses they will receive for having already purchased the game. I don't really have a frame of reference for that, so I'm not really sure. We will see Halo Infinite's campaign tomorrow, and maybe learn about a new Square Enix action game. This is a small update ahead of tomorrow's big Xbox Series X presentation, but the official Xbox Twitter account tweeted, See the first campaign gameplay reveal, Welcome Back Chief, and it shared a gif of what is believed to be a moving version of the Halo Infinite box art. It shows Master Chief 
standing on a halo ring. And you can tell it's a halo ring because it does that iconic thing where it stretches up into the sky. There is also a pelican ship flying in the background and some various forerunner structures on the landscape. It is very, very reminiscent of the original Halo Combat Evolved box art, which has to be entirely on purpose. It is making me extra excited for tomorrow's Series X presentation. When did I get excited about Halo? It feels like it has just kind of snuck up on me unexpectedly, and I I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of people are really excited to see Infinite tomorrow. It's unclear if it is connected to tomorrow's Xbox Series X stream, but I feel like it falls under the umbrella of this segment as it is looking toward reveals happening tomorrow. But at Nebelian on Twitter, a good source for video game news, tweeted about a website for Balan Company earlier this month. And though it was initially unclear what Balan Company was, it seems pretty clear now that it is related to video games. You can't always assume everything Square Enix is doing is related to video games, as they are also involved with anime, toys, and movies. But in any case, at Nibelian tweeted, Balan Company is Square Enix's new action game brand that brings together internal and external action game developers. A teaser for the first project under the Balan Company umbrella will be shown in the future, and they followed up writing, first Balan Company title to be shown tomorrow on July 23rd. So that's about all we know. It's something related to Square Enix. It's an action game, and we will learn more tomorrow. During the PlayStation 5 stream, Square Enix revealed Project Athea, which looks awesome and looked like an action game, but that is coming from Luminous Productions, which is an internal Square Enix studio that kind of formed as Final Fantasy XV was coming together, and they worked on Final Fantasy XV, so... Whatever this Balan company thing is, I don't think it is related to Project Athea. I would like to learn more about Project Athea, though. That game looked awesome. Mafia Definitive Edition is a more substantial remake than we thought. IGN shared some new details about the upcoming Mafia Definitive Edition, and it turns out the game is much more than a visually overhauled version of the original game. IGN's Ryan McCaffrey shared an interview with the game's developers and wrote on Twitter, This is a total Resident Evil 2-style from-the-ground-up remake of the original Mafia. You can find McCaffrey's interview linked in the show notes with developer Hangar 13's president and chief creative officer Hayden Blackman. But the highlights are that the story and mission structure are more or less the same, but there are a surprising amount of other changes that have been implemented. McCaffrey wrote, Its driving model has been updated to give players a lot more freedom, literally, as speed limits were enforced by the in-game police in the original release. In Mafia Definitive Edition, you'll have the option to use the new driving model or stick with the version from the original game. We're trying to cater to new fans, but also let the existing fans know that we knew that that was important to them. The streets are also wider, and the layout of Lost Heaven has been tweaked slightly in order to have more visible waypoints for the player, a choice also fueled by the fact that draw distances are much greater now than they were in 2002 thanks to the power of modern hardware. Again, that full interview is linked in the show notes. I am impressed to learn that the game has received such a substantial overhaul. I thought it would be generally tweaked 
and also have visual improvements, but this definitely sounds like we're in full remake territory, which makes me more excited to play it. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Not much in terms of new releases today, but there's some interesting stuff. Creeks is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. It's the new game from Amanita Design, the studio behind the Samorost series, Machinarium, and Botanicula, among others. Amanita is known predominantly for its point-and-click adventure games. The genre has made a little bit of a return, thanks to games like Double Fine's Broken Age, but Amanita was making point-and-click games even before then. Creeks looks like it has a lot in common with point-and-click adventure games, but I think you have active control over a character as they move through an environment and solve puzzles. It looks a little closer to classic Oddworld. It has a great art style and cool animation, and it follows a character who finds a big, expansive world inhabited by avian creatures just outside of his house. It looks interesting. Media Molecule's Dreams has been updated today to allow players to make and play creations in VR using PlayStation VR, which is kind of wild. On its blog announcing the patch, Media Molecule writes, It's the moment you've all been waiting for. VR has come to Dreams. What awaits you in this update? Well, alongside new playable content, kits, and how-tos, There's a whole bunch of features and iterations to get you well on the road to creating your very own VR experiences and dreams. The patch notes, which are linked in the show notes, are extensive and interesting. It's a big update for the game. There are new tutorials teaching you how to make games with dreams in VR, and Media Molecule released a bunch of VR games to help kick everyone off. I said this a few weeks ago when Iron Man VR came out, which everyone kind of ultimately seemed ho-hum about, and it, it kind of turned me away from the whole idea, but this is making me consider a PlayStation VR purchase all over again. I can finish getting all the trophies and Astrobot Rescue Mission, which would be fun, but this would be a potential treasure trove of not even necessarily games, but just interesting, weird stuff to experience in VR. I'm very curious to see what people create with these new tools. World War Z got an update today, the Drone Master update. 
It adds full PvE support across PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Epic Games Store, but it also adds new content to the game. A new class has been added, the titular Drone Master. From the press release, this highly versatile character comes with its own personal drone, which stuns zombies when they get too close for comfort. You can customize your drone in the perk tree to suit your playstyle and squad composition, increase its offensive capabilities to make it more lethal in an assault, or raise its defensive powers to better support your team. There are some other smaller updates like new weapons and some stuff you can buy like weapon skins, you know, and other fancy stuff like that too. I like World War Z a lot. I haven't played it since release, but this is tempting me to revisit it. If I were to go back to it now, I think there are even new campaigns that I haven't played through. Maybe now's the time. Ninjala is getting a second season that launches August 26th. There is also an Ipan Matsuri festival event happening right now and some DLC available in the form of the Crow Tengu bundle, which gives players various new crow-themed clothing options. I played a little Ninjala, finally, with my daughter this weekend, and it didn't really grab us. I was also disappointed that the tutorials are basically just links to YouTube videos. I would have preferred a more hands-on approach to tutorial. Team Reptile specializes in beat-em-ups and fighting games. They released the well-regarded games Lethal League and Megabyte Punch, but today they announced something a little different. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is a game very clearly inspired by Jet Grind Radio. The art style is very similar. There is grinding and spray painting. They really are not trying to hide their influences at all. But it looks pretty cool, and it was definitely an unexpected announcement today. That's it for gaming news today. I played some more Paper Mario, the Origami King, yesterday, just like five minutes, so I don't have any new thoughts there. Still seems fun. Something I played a little more, however, was the co-op mode in Catherine with my wife, which was a weird, challenging mode. If you're unfamiliar with Catherine, in the gameplay, you're basically climbing a tower of blocks, and the strategy is all about making sure you move blocks the right way and adjust your footing accordingly. It's not an easy game, and adding a second player to the mix really complicates things in an interesting way. My wife, who has been playing a ton and has a great rhythm for the puzzles, basically took the lead and built these staircases for me to follow. It was an interesting and fun process, but we were only able to get through one of the four levels, and even that first level took us a ton of attempts. It was cool, though. I fell into this YouTube music rabbit hole yesterday with the channel My New Soundtrack, which I will have linked in the show notes, but the basic idea is that one element of the channel is that they remix classic video game music in new styles. And the crazy playlist that got my attention was this one where they remixed music into a Mega Man X style. So they had, for example, music from Link's Awakening, but done in the style of Mega Man X. I will play a very, very short clip here because I just want to give you a taste. I want you to go seek out the channel and give those videos some views because it definitely broke my brain in a weird way. And, and I want it to break your brain too.
Got some more details about Shin Megami Tensei from at Inklingwumi on Twitter. They sent me a long message, but I want to read the whole thing because it clears up a lot of my confusion, so maybe it will clear up yours too. Hi, I want to share a correction slash confirmation on Shin Megami Tensei. Like you said, Nocturne is SMT3, so not a spinoff, but it's also the first entry from the main series that officially came out in the West, so at the time, Atlas decided to drop the 3 to avoid confusion, and then they kind of ultimately made it more confusing. Also, the Pokemon elements have always been part of Megami Tensei since the very first Digital Devil story, which actually came out in 1987, nine years before Pokemon Red and Blue, and it's the very first RPG that featured those monster-catching-slash-raising mechanics, so technically it's Pokemon that has Megami Tensei elements. Anyway, to recap, which is mainline and which is spin-off, Megami Tensei is the franchise. Digital Devil Story, Megami Tensei 1 and 2, SMT 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 Apocalypse are all part of the main series. SMT 9, spelled out N-I-N-E, Imagine and Strange Journey are also part of the main series, but they are not numbered titles. Persona, Majin Tensei, Digital Devil Saga, Devil Children, Soul Hackers, The Devil Summoner Raidu Games, and Devil Survivor are spin-off series but they are part of the Megami Tensei franchise as they feature demons and skills from SMT, much like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX features the Pokemon from the main series. It's debatable whether Catherine also belongs to Megami Tensei as it also features some of the demons. So there you go. It all makes sense now. And for my money, I think Catherine belongs in there, especially since the sheep from Catherine can also be seen in Persona Q, which is something I learned last night. Thanks so much, at Inklingwumi on Twitter. And if you have corrections like Inklingwumi did for me, or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator where I still have not decided what I'm going to play next, but I will play something. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I think this week we're talking about the best new IP of the generation, which is uh, pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.